I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Parents and Tools podcast. My name is Jordan. And my name is Jason. We are again joining you in your ears to bring you another installment of the Parenting Tools podcast, the parenting <sighs> podcast with not many parenting tools. Mate, that was a lovely intro. That was all one breath as well. One breath, <laughs> one take. That's one what love. they call me. <laughs> one love for the mother's pride. <laughs> Don't want to get a copyright strike. <laughs> Jace, today's episode is a guest episode. Guest episode. We are joined by John Reynolds. John Reynolds. Funny man from TikTok. I'm not sure if he'd agree with that description of just a funny man. <laughs> funny man from TikTok. But he is funny. He is funny. Yeah. And he, he posts it on the social media for our <laughs> enjoyment. <laughs> the social medias. <laughs> Your wife loves him, doesn't she? She's like a genuine fan. Yeah, yeah. She, she was buzzing that we've got him on. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, look forward to uh, speaking to John in just a few minutes. I, I need to open up with one of the funniest stories that I have uncovered. Really? And, and Mate, you've set the bar. Honestly, I'm not going to name and shame who the pe- people are, but it's my sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cheap joke. That's title and shame. But this is so funny. We, I was on holiday last week. And uh, you know when you, you go on holiday with pe- other people who have kids, you learn some little quirks that they have. Some nuances. Nuances, little fun family traits that go on. Just yep. stuff that's a bit odd. And like you don't realise they're odd until you go out with another family. They're like, that's, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. This one, I think they knew was weird. <laughs> My word. They got a little boy. Beautiful, gorgeous little boy. He's so funny. He's a, just, I think he's one, turned one. And uh, <laughs> I'm so tired. Anyway, that's, that's important. Because... Uh, he loves, he loves playing with his willy. Oh my word. They've had to implement a countdown timer so that he can play with his willy. No way. To stop him playing with it all the time. They're like, you can only play with it after we've done the countdown. <laughs> what? And they, they literally count down from 10. What do they call this? Is, it, is this willy w- time? Willy time. <laughs> my word. Yep. And it's literally like, he just, it just, we're just, like constantly play every time it changes, it's constantly just be playing with it. And then now they literally they count down from ten. I won't. I'll spare you the nine eight seven four three up oh, on well, there. There you go. I, I know how it three, works. Three, two, one. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was hilarious. If you're not watching this, <laughs> if you're not watching this online, go back and watch what Jason just did. <laughs> Saying that he didn't. It wasn't so an that, accurate that, representation. That was, that was a representation of what my sister-in-law did. 
to tell okay, me the story. I was going to say, yeah. That's helpful you've, context. You've not just had Willie time. No, I actually haven't witnessed it. I've only heard the stories of it. Mate. <laughs> I wonder, because I don't, I, don't I don't have a son. I don't know if that's common. It's, Willie time is not common. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to confidently say that people do not set aside specific time which they count down like some sort of NASA launch to willy time. How long does it last? Not long. Houston, we have a problem, dear me. I didn't think to ask like, all those, those sorts of questions. I just thought it was really funny. It is. And I just thought... It's odd. Kids, like, if you've got boys as well, it's just a natural thing to do. Not, <laughs> not, not the countdown, but... My experience of my own boy is 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 not reflective of that. Without the countdown timer, no, it's just any of it. <laughs> I heard a comedian the other day talking, I, and I I don't know what his name was, so I can't credit him, but he he was brilliant. He was talking about how uh, life with a parent, life life as a parent, is you you start your day in mystery. He says like when you're single, you know how your day is going to start. You know when your alarm's going to go off. You know what you're going to do next. Yeah. Full control. Yeah. He said, when you are a parent, it's mysterious. You don't know what time you're going to get woken up. You don't know how you're going to get woken up. And he just said that the other day, his son uh, woke him up at the door going, look at this. He said, turn the light on. He's just there pulling his <laughs> Roger. Just, just see how far it stretches. And he said, this is how my day started at quarter past five in the morning. You just don't know how your day is going to start. <laughs> so funny. And again, I, I love a caveat. I have to caveat that story. Apparently, my wife has let me know. I have a tendency to uh, jify stories, process them through my brain and tell them in a way that didn't happen. Artistic license. And so she sent me some examples oh. of a particular story. If, if you don't remember it, let me just briefly recap. <laughs> I told a story how my daughter is allergic to egg, milk and soy. Yep. And we've given her egg. Yeah. And she had a poo explosion in the bed. Yeah. My bed. And I thought, I told the story how I remembered it. That's what my wife has said. I thought I'd clarify <laughs> a few things after I shared the poo allergy story. Somehow these stories seem to go through the J filter and come out completely different. <laughs> Usually the differences aren't too bad or they don't matter. But in this case, apparently they need clarifying. And you know, everyone loves being corrected, don't they? So I'm having a really lovely time right now. <laughs> Number one is, all of Noah's allergies have to go through the ladder system, including Sawyer. No idea where Jay got the idea that soy would fix itself. You definitely said that. I assumed it would. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, we didn't just decide to feed her egg on a whim. I took her out for the day and most places are really good with the allergy-free options now. So I didn't take any lunch for her. But this place had no options. I bought a load of snacks and fruit. But Noah didn't want any of that and she was still hungry. And so she wanted her lunch, which was tuna pasta, which she had four bites of. I'm going to say that's uh, turned out worse on you there, Em. Yeah. You should have planned ahead. Should have planned ahead. <laughs> and then thirdly, this one, apparently I, I didn't say Noah was in pain. She apparently was in lots of pain. And then she told us if she was in pain. I just forgot. Yeah, you literally said, I asked how she was and she said feeling great. It's all good. <laughs> My life. <laughs> so apologies if uh, any of these stories come out <laughs> incorrectly. My my wife uh, constantly tells me that my stories are incorrect. And I think that's because she hears me tell them to her. She then hears me tell them to my family at like the dinner yeah. table. So she hears like different versions. You know, you've got to tailor it. You, gotta, you can't give it unfiltered story. The problem is I have with this podcast now is everybody's already heard my anecdotes. <laughs> got nothing else to share. So we get to a party and everyone's like, what it you got going on? I'm like, Phew. it works for me. I, yeah. I, I like to choose the silent option. Oh, what's going on? Just, just, just listen to the podcast. Send someone a link. <laughs> how's, your, how's your week been? There you go. I'll text it to you. <laughs> we have had a top tour come in. Top tour. Top. Oh. Ah. Do you know what? Before we recorded this, I said to Jason, we've got a top tool. Be ready on the top tool. <laughs> and this is coming from Josie. Josie says, just joining the time or money debate, I offer this to my four-year-old as rewards. 
We are trying to get her involved in her own daily responsibilities like making the bed, etc. I then give her a choice if she wants to earn tiny money. I'm assuming that's tiny amounts of money, not... (laughs) Do you want really tiny money? (laughs) Uh, Like 20p or something. Uh, Or two minutes staying up late. She always picks time. Also, please do an Ikea down south as I'd love to come, but I'm on the coast. Yes. I'm up for that. I'm up for that. Ikea, hope you're listening. Let's get ourselves to the coast. So yeah, I've got a few questions around this. Go on. The tiny money one. I, I love your questions. My question was, I was when I saw tiny money, I assumed like one and two p. That's I, tiny money. Five, I mean, yours is five <laughs> cents piece. Yeah, five is the smallest. Piece. Really small. But twenty twenty p. Yeah. Who who has ample amounts of twenty p's around nowadays? That's true. I'm scrambling around for a pound coin for the trolley. I I offered to pay my son money to stay in his bed this morning. <laughs> so last night I, I said to him. If you stay in your clock in, in your bed, so your clock is yellow, <laughs> which it never flipping is, I'll give you a pound. And he went like thirty-seven p or fifty p. And I thought I've t- this has gone very well, so I'll give you fifty p. And then, like five to five, uh, five to six, any waltzes. Like well, you're not earning your money then. That's how de- <laughs> that's how desperate we are. So are we saying that my brain is so underdeveloped? I think like a toddler. Yeah, pretty much. It's time over money. Yeah. Well, a few weeks ago, I said, the clock is working for us now. Oh, you did? It's no longer. So he started school, and I am, I am curious about this. So he started school every day, and I don't think he realised he went to school every day. Oh, yeah. So Thursday and Friday, he started, love school. Monday, what are we doing today? Go to school. Oh, again? Like, yeah, you go every day now. Oh. I don't think he realised that school was every day. But he loves it, he's enjoying it. He comes home shattered. And I'm thinking, this is going to be good for the sleep. He's since starting school, wakes up once in the night, which he hasn't done for a long time, and gets up, I'd say, between quarter past five and quarter to six. Like there's been a, a regression in sleep since Ooh. school. Wow. Which cool. I was thinking, get to school. That solves all our problems. Yeah, because he'll be shattered. Yeah. Nope. Hasn't worked out like that. So, yeah. Feel like we've taken I've a, no advice. A few backward steps. Just hope it gets better. See, well, I'm offering to pay him to stay in his room. <laughs> and uh, what you should—it's not even bribery; it's just flat-out payment. Use payments that he recognises and understands. Chocolate. He gets no. He gets money. Does he? Yeah. Oh. So if if I'm outside in the garden or something, he'll come. Daddy, can I help you? And I'll be like, Yeah, you can help me. And he'll go. Oh, I've done lots of good helping. Think I can get a pound. <laughs> so he he understands money. I think that tells me more about you than it does about him. <laughs> no, but we, because he loves Smith's Toy Superstore. It's one of his favourite songs Amazing, is yeah. the Smith's Toy Superstore song. Really? From last year. I didn't realise it had a song. Which, to be fair, is a tune. It has a song? Yeah. It's, it's a belter. And, for all the Christians listening, they repeat the last line three times and in the song. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he understands money. But enough about money and enough about 50 pence pieces. It is time to speak to our guest today, John Reynolds. John Reynolds, you may know from TikTok or other social media platforms. I'm really looking forward to this one. Really looking forward to this one. John is super funny. He's really got that niche down of just capturing what goes on with the kids and conveying it in a funny way. I was watching just a little live of him earlier. He's just just having a normal, normal life, doing a little TikTok live. And his kids were just screaming and shouting about and debating with them. Loved it. There you go. Anyway, here we go. John Reynolds. So welcome to the podcast, John. John, thank you so much for, for joining us. Pleasure. So John, for our listeners that maybe haven't come across you before, mm. just uh, give us a little bit of an introduction. Who are you? What have you got? What does you know, your life look like? Yeah, so I'm John Reynolds, uh, 34, dad of two, uh, husband of one, and um, got... Yeah, seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, so a seven-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a challenge, but it's been good. It's, it's a nice challenge. <laughs> and um, what do you do like job-wise? What, you know, how does that look? So recently I've just started doing content creation full-time. Um, so mostly sort of TikTok, but where other social media platforms are like 
trying to copy it i chuck my content over onto those as well um basically i just record one video and put it up on as many sites as i possibly can and see how it goes but um yeah it's uh it's it's been good it's only been since march that i've been full-time doing that before i was a youth pastor for i think three different churches since university um and loved that and was only really on tiktok to be honest to keep an eye on what was out there and make sure the the youth were not being um poisoned <laughs> like point like the youth weren't being like poisoned by the shocking nature of some of the stuff that i'd heard and then you go on it and you're like oh it's, it's mostly just people being silly and funny and stuff and basically you get more of what you're given um so sorry you get more of what you watch on tiktok mm-hmm. so um when anyone's like oh i really don't like some of the stuff that i keep seeing on my tiktok i'm like well just stop watching that stuff and you'll see less of it <laughs> But yeah, that's that's basically what I do now. So I love being a youth pastor for I think over a decade. Um, oh wow! But uh, now, yeah, now now doing TikTok, it feels a bit weird, doesn't? I think people think that ministry sometimes isn't like a proper job. Like I think if you don't go to church, you sort of think even a vicar just works on a Sunday. So like, what does a youth <laughs> pastor do? Like maybe they just do a few evening stuff. They work on a Sunday and they do a youth club one night a week. So I think people's perception was I already didn't have a proper job. <laughs> now I do too. <laughs> it's quite, quite an easy transition into that sort of new line of work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's already just I like the sound of my own voice and hope people will listen and thankfully they are. Oh, amazing. I have to say, like, really love your content as well. And like, oh, thank you. Uh, when my wife found out that you, we had you as a guest, she was buzzing as well. Oh, um, nice. And I didn't know any of that stuff like your previous youth pastor. I just thought that's really cool um but yeah, just yeah. genuinely your content's just really wholesome and just funny and just like really normal and that's that's just yeah. really nice oh yeah. thanks very much just, just huge huge well done for that it's just really cool <laughs> you you posted a video the other day where you said i can't remember what the, the exact wording was but your son was basically doing an apology video yeah like a disgraced celebrity <laughs> yeah, yeah. so he um a lot of my content is around like my kids uh, and things because m- normally my my seven-year-old boy is like very angelic and then my four-year-old girl's four-year-old girl and so Sassy like they're very like different um and uh he he'd asked for some like small cherry tomatoes like one i think like just one afternoon and so i was doing some emails sat on the other sofa to him and i'd given him these tomatoes and at one point i looked over and it was like the carnage. I'd been in the same room as him as well. So it's, a lot of this is on me. But I looked over and it was mental. Like there was like tomato seeds, like the little bits where he'd, he'd basically been squeezing them to make like over a cup to make like a tomato soup or something all over the sofa, all over the floor, all over this wall behind that. I think we've mostly got it off. White on wall. the ceiling. Like it was honestly, it was one of those things where you worry when you tell a story like that, that people think well, it wasn't actually on the ceiling or you're just saying that to make it fun. It was literally on the ceiling. And <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, you know, when you sort of, you've given them something, I don't know, I was only doing emails for a couple of minutes. I looked over, it's madness. And so I did get really cross. And again, one of those, one of those moments where you're like, I did shout and you're like, was it too much? Like, it's like what are you doing? Like, and I think I was just, I couldn't believe that he hadn't realised. And I think <laughs> he didn't actually realise it. I think he'd been squirting him a bit, but he'd just been focusing on the cups. So he then thought about the fact it was just going everywhere. And so I did get quite cross with him. And one of those as well, where I think that, I don't know what you guys are like in your like family dynamic. One of the things my wife and I have realised is we're not very good at de-escalating the situation so when one of the us is caught in the stress neither of us whichever one it is that's caught in the stress the other one never comes in and de-escalates the other one almost sides and obviously you don't want to be like um you don't want to be opposing forces but I think when one of us we're both really chill but when one of us goes bad cop the other one also goes bad cop <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? So I was going, what have you done? This is ridiculous. And then Jay came in and went, oh my goodness. And then, you know, when it's just like, okay, this has got a bit much now. So I think it did shock him a little bit. Yet at the same time, it's one of those situations where you're like, okay, I never want him to do anything quite that mad again. So you look, 
I worry that sometimes like I listen to people speaking or like doing TED talks or talks in church and they'll be like talking about like we've all got this father wound or whatever and you're like back on and he's like whenever anyone shouts he flinches or whatever and it's like I can trace that back to the tomato incident <laughs> every time he sees a tomato yeah yeah exactly <laughs> just starts crying <laughs> so it was one of those where it did all calm down and I think like I don't think he even cares now I don't think it really even sunk in that deep um but basically it was all fine again we managed to wash off the walls and the ceiling and put the (laughs) sofa cushions in the washing machine and um the next day he woke up in the morning he was like daddy can I play games on your phone so I was like yeah yeah that's fine sorted his breakfast gave him my phone to play a few games on then I took him to school and he'd taken like my phone off I think at some point I was sort of dozing like half awake that classic like don't want to be one of those parents who gives their kid a screen so they can sleep a little bit more but I, I am at times and so I was just like I just have, have my phone have, play the games on it and he I hadn't realized where I was half asleep he'd taken my phone off and when I thought he was playing games I came back from after dropping him to school I came back I was doing some bits on my phone I saw in my camera roll there was like this video I was like what is this video and he'd recorded as you re- like referenced this apology video where he was like I think he's aware so he's becoming he sort of knows I do TikTok and he also watches a fair bit of YouTube like on the TV so it just scrolls from one video into the next and I think I I don't think he's ever seen an apology video so it wasn't like (laughs) it was it it wasn't like a celebrity who like has been attacked by the woke media because of a tweet they put up in 2003 that was like <laughs> absolutely fine then but suddenly offensive now it wasn't like that it was but I think he just I think he thought I don't know if he was practicing for a future career or if he genuinely thought that people might see it he never asked me to post it and I never told him to do it but he's it's really funny he's holding the phone like way too close and so the focus is going in and out so he's like here like this like really <laughs> the thing. And he's like hey guys like speaking to the phone and he says things like um hey guys um you may think that no why does he start it's something like uh, hey guys um, I, I, i've i've done something that isn't very good or something like that like i was i have been squeezing tomatoes and they went on the sofa on the wall on the ceiling and I'm just really sorry. Like, listen to the camera, like, really <laughs> earnest. Like, I, I genuinely, it does. I'm really it does. sorry. And it, it, that's how he ends it. You might think I'm never naughty, but I am a little bit naughty. <laughs> and that's how he finishes it. And it's like, oh. <laughs> but what's so funny about the internet, so that then, and again, really weird about social media. I could get super nerdy about it, but like, sometimes you'll do a video that does amazing on TikTok. You put it on Instagram, no one really cares. Facebook, no one really cares. YouTube, no one really cares. Every now and then it's the other way around. And sometimes you get ones that to, that rubbish on all of them or great on all of them. But this one did amazing on Instagram, nothing on TikTok. People did, just didn't really care at all. Um, I still have no idea why, but it did so well on Instagram. I think got uh, 3 million or something like that views. And then I think, ugh, I can't remember, is it Independent? I think it was the independent <laughs> on their website so not like anything like on like printed obviously it wouldn't work <laughs> like a flip flip book of him apologizing <laughs> but like this video on their website and that had obviously linked so i think that linked in as well and then um a guy called brooks allison uh or brooke allison he, he he's um a writer for jimmy fallon but a musician he then picked it up and like songified it so like he's playing like bass alongside it with like the rhythm. So he's like um, on the sofa, on the floor, on the ceiling. It's like it's unbelievable. Like so that it's so weird how like the internet, like because of his apology, I introduce it and explain it. It's quite a short video. Uh, you wouldn't know it because I've spent about forty-five minutes. <laughs> So it's a one, it's a thirty, it's a ninety-second video that I'm explaining now in an hour and a half. But like he, <laughs> he, um, yeah, I, I just put it up a little bit of an intro, then the thing, um, and that was it. And then like just sometimes the internet runs with it, and 
I guess it's relatable, but also it's relatable, but also unique, if that makes yeah. any sense at all. Do you know I mean, I think parents can relate to their kids every now and then just doing things where you're like, why have they done that? Or like acting older than their years, but at the same time, like most kids don't, <laughs> don't actually record their own apology video. I didn't think I was with so, yeah. that's hilarious i was just imagining like one of those thumbnails with like just fake tears just rolling yeah down. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i thought it was really funny when you were saying like when one of you either you or your wife you escalate a situation no one wants to de-escalate it and yeah. like i hadn't thought about that until you'd said it and it's like i don't want to undermine like what mm. they're doing like i don't want to kind of come in as like the fun one like the fun mm. parent when they're like in a serious moment and yeah. it's like this weird little standoff of you just either have to match their energy or just slide like slowly out yeah 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 definitely like the, the homer simpson back into the book <laughs> kind away. of because exactly you don't want to come in like like the savior parent is like and then you end up feeling like you're like parenting your wife and they feel like you say undermined and you're like guys i think everyone needs to just calm down in here <laughs> like you never make a mistake but equally, I'm aware that, like, as you say, matching their energy, I think, like, especially for kids, I think it's all right if both of your kids are in trouble and then both of you, because otherwise the single parent is, like, outnumbered. So yeah. I feel like when it's like a two-on-two, two, it feels a bit fairer. Whereas when there's just one kid cowering in, like, tomato <laughs> seeds, you feel a bit guilty. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you get into doing the, you know, the content creation and the TikTok and stuff? Yeah, like I think, <clears throat> so when I was at uni, I did, I tried a bit of stand up and a few things like that and like really enjoyed it and did okay at it. I mean, sometimes you bomb and it's like, it's, it's, it's great stand up, but it's um, unforgiving. Like mm. TikTok is so much easier. If you've got funny stories now and you want to do, and you think if people tell you you've already got funny stories and you like telling them, it's a lot easier on TikTok because when I first started, I would just record it all. And if I messed up, I'd be like, right, start again. And there were only three minutes max, but like I'd just do a whole nother take. Whereas now I've realized that no, most people don't do that. You can edit it, even if suddenly mm. it's like there and then you're like, you pick up and it's like there and it's like a sudden jolt. No one cares. They're yeah. just too busy listening. Um, whereas, so you can mess up a line and just literally keep going. But even if you've done a whole bit, just edit the next bit in. With stand-up, it's like, you've, it's got to be slick. You've got to obviously have like a tight five minutes or whatever. But I always enjoyed that. I uh, had a few opportunities to do public speaking at church. Um, became a Christian when I was about 17, 18. And then I was uh, an intern for the church. And a bit of that was like, hey, do you want to lead some church services? Or do you want to do some of the talks? And so I think I'd sort of, I think other people had seen like, teaching or upfront or entertaining kind of gifts in me and so I've been like yeah you should try that and the more people said that the more you're like oh, okay and then you do it and it's not as terrifying as you thought it was going to be and you think okay I'll keep going so I'd done a little bit of that and then through like being a youth pastor had spoken a fair bit in church and so I think by the time it came to then telling stories online I felt like I mean, firstly, you haven't got an audience. So if that mm. kind of thing terrifies you, it, I'm all right with that now. It, it used to terrify me, but I've done enough of it to not be too nervous. But I think if you're the kind of person who likes telling stories but doesn't like the audience, so online's perfect for that anyway. But I think also because I felt like I had grown in confidence and also like ability in that area, I think it was relatively natural for me. But I never set out to do it. I basically was just using social media like everyone else just updating like my mum and about seven friends or whatever and I told a story on Instagram um basically my Elijah came home from church one day and he was like daddy I want to be an author and I was like okay like what's an author because I thought I don't even think he knows what it means it's about two years ago or about 18 months ago and he was like someone who writes books and I was like oh, okay lucky does know and um I was like well, what are you going to write and he went can I have a pen and paper? So I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And so he starts writing this thing. And every time I went over, again, this is one of these difficult things of being a parent. Sometimes you want to constantly check in on them, not even in a, are they squeezing tomatoes everywhere kind of way, but just, are they doing okay? Do they need my help? Do they want to even chat it through with me? Sometimes they really want to collaborate on their little things. And other times they're like, so secretive. It's like, is he writing a, like, is he writing a story or is he writing a like, 
plot to kill us every like kill all the family or something because he was like he was like that every time I, went, <laughs> I, I was like daddy go away and i was like okay what's, why is this story so secretive like, i'll show you at the end <laughs> fine and when it came to it at the end he was he's a lot better now i mean he's still only seven but he was about five at the time he was still doing his D's as B's and like he didn't know how to spell loads of words. So a lot of it was just totally ineligible. I had no idea what was going on. It started off like once upon Tim. <laughs> Cinderella was spelt with an S, like she'd been really bad or something. And I was like, I just have no idea like, what this is. And I was like, okay, so first of all, it's Cinderella. So like, you're not going to make a career as an author who's just plagiarizing someone else's work. <laughs> but I let him off. And so as I was, but as it went on, the first line was fine. It suddenly was like, like waves of the ocean, like the lines, I couldn't read it. The D's were B's. It was all, there was no spaces in between. It was like reading the name of like an antibiotic or something. I had no idea. <laughs> and it was just one long word that snaked over a million lines. But he was getting so cross. I was like, sorry, darling, what does this bit say? Oh, daddy says mirror mirror on the wall so okay fine yeah um and like i it got to the point where he had to basically tell me what the whole thing said and he was getting progressively crosser and crosser my wife is in the room next door and she could overhear the whole thing so right as he gets to the end he's like they lived happily ever after the end and he snatched it off me it's like daddy i'm gonna take it to mummy now, mummy's in the room next door. She's heard the whole thing. Now. <laughs> so you can then read it perfectly. <clears throat> After she finishes reading it perfectly, he comes back into me. That's so smug. That comes back into me like, daddy, mummy is a much better reader than you. And then he goes like a teacher, like patronizing teacher to a child. You really do need to work on your reading. <laughs> like, I'm like 34, like I can't read. So, like the fault was my end. So I basically I told that on my Instagram story, and I think I had about 900 followers at a time, friends, family, etc. Um, but I got about 15 DMs on my Instagram story, like this is hilarious or whatever, or this is really funny. And so I was like, okay, like you you know it's funny when it happens, and obviously you tell it hoping it'll make people laugh, but. Before then, if I, I I didn't really put many stories up, but if I did, you know I mean, get four people being like, ha, and stuff, and you better call, fine. And so I was like, that's, that's quite a good hit rate. And so I just thought, oh, I'll put it on TikTok. I've got a TikTok. I barely. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Post anything, but I'll um I'll whack it up on there. It got like fifty thousand views, and I was like flipping heck. And I went from having like two hundred followers or so on there to about four or five thousand. And I was like, this is now like the platform I'm followed the most on. And then I was like, I may as well just keep sharing stories and things, like see how it goes. And I think about a month after that, I shared the story um of my first date with my wife, uh, who's a wheelchair user. And um, I won't tell the whole story of that, but basically we went to the cinema and there were steps like as we got to the front and I was like, oh, flip. And basically there was just a whole issue with, there was no lift in the building. It was like a listed building. So on our first date, I had to carry her up like 40 steps. And it was that attention of like, I don't want her, like she's never been heavy, but at the same time, 40 steps. And so I don't want her to, I don't want her... <laughs> I don't want her to think I'm weak, but I also don't want her to think she's heavy on a first date. So I'm like, I don't want her to feel insecure, but I also don't want her to be like flipping it, get like 
get, get to the gym, mate. Like, and so like, you're trying to impress. And like initially picking up, I was like, oh, that's, that's all right. But then as you get, it's like, it's like we've got Morrison's not far down the road from us. And I'm like, it's walkable easily. But if you do a big shop, you're like, you're almost weighing up how much shopping can I carry home? <laughs> Before it's like, why didn't I just drive? And like, it was a bit like that where I was like, initially picked her up and like, this is fine. And then I realized, like, a bit like Morrison's, I'm like, still five minutes from home and I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm like putting shopping down and taking a break. And it's like that as I carried up the steps. <clears throat> I got to the top of the steps and as well, there's like a like whole aisle down to like, I think we were screen one. So you've got 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. I was like, flipping egg. And so basically, I told this whole story. And I think because I captioned it like my first date with a wheelchair user. And then I thought, I've got to put spoiler, I married her. I mm. mostly put that just because I didn't want people thinking, like, oh gosh, Jeremy, first date with a wheelchair user, she's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, just feels feels ableist even if it's not like you feel like you have to spend the whole time being like it wasn't because she was in a wheelchair that we didn't end up going on a second date and <laughs> so i thought i'll just make everyone feel safe by being like we got married well i didn't realize how much people like i think i put that up so people felt safe but i think it is probably one of the big reasons why it did so well because then i think people are like it's a bit how i met your mother isn't it it's a bit mm. like your first date with the woman that you'll go on to marry as well as the added intrigue of um her being uh, paralyzed but equally it being a funny story in and of itself um and an interesting one that got about two million um and i think like about i think i don't know what time of the day i put it up it was just crazy because like i mean even now i'm happy if a video gets a million but at the time like it it was absolutely mind-blowing like I put it up, I think, in the afternoon. And as we were going to bed, I was like, it's on like 400,000. Like, and every time I looked at my phone half an hour later, I was like, it's on like 470,000. And like, I woke up and it was on a million. I remember saying to Jade, like, it's mental. And I went from, again, then I think I was on about 10 or 15K by then. And suddenly it was like 70, 80,000. And to be honest, I think it's just all chance, really. Like, I put up videos now that I think, like, this is, this is a good one. And it gets nothing, like... Mm. And if that happened with the story about Elijah or even this story, I wouldn't be wouldn't be doing it now. Sometimes you're you are a bit of a slave to the algorithm. I see some creators on TikTok and I'm like, I watch a video. It's hilarious. You go on their page, you watch another couple. It's brilliant. And you're like, how have they only got a few thousand followers? And then there's some people like. <laughs> and, and they've got like 17 million and you're like, <laughs> what? Like. And so it, it's it's not always a meritocracy, I don't think. But um, at the same time, like, <clears throat> yeah, normally the best ones do well and the ones that aren't so good don't and things. But yeah, it's, it's all just very surreal, to be honest, but, but a yeah, fun yeah. ride and we're just doing our best to keep going with it. Yeah. So it's natural thing, just came came along and, you, and you're riding the wave, which, mm. is, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. You mentioned there that your wife's a, a wheelchair user. Yeah. How does that? look in terms of parenting because yeah my wife and I were both able-bodied mm. and we spend a lot of time chasing our kids around yeah and just trying to gather them up <laughs> yeah 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 exactly how 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 does it work for you and how you know what mm. are the challenges that you've had to overcome yeah I think being a youth pastor when we first had our kids it was nice to have a flexible job as in I could be home in the afternoon a lot of the time my hours were kind of mornings and evenings um, so I could come home just after lunch, maybe, and like help out and things. Um, <clears throat> and I think even, I think even it's a relatively flexible job. Um, the the church, uh, like mostly nice people, so they're pretty understanding. <laughs> it wasn't a kind of nine to five, and I was like had an hour commute or whatever. So we live quite close. They were quite understanding if I needed to pop back for things or help out. Um, <clears throat> pretty much most things are okay for Jade. Um, but there's, there were challenges. Our kids are four and seven now, so it's so much easier Like she can go up to the park with them herself very easily. And I'm not sort of stressed at all. I think there are attachments for like push chairs to wheelchairs. Um, but we struggled to find them at the time. And I think, I, th- I think like it's, it's basically things like that. It's quite hard to wheel yourself and push something at the same time. So there's a few things like that. 
um, at one point, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, at one point I remember being at work and Jade was home with Elijah who, he wasn't unwell, but it's just the classic like baby sick. But he was, I think she was like, she just fed him over the shoulder. She was, he was sick all down her back, but then also all over the floor. And she then realized that he'd been sick basically in the doorway between the living room and the kitchen. So she was like, in order to go to the kitchen and get stuff to clean up the floor, I've got a wheel through all this yeah. sick. And then wheel it into the kitchen. And it was like just a bit of a nightmare. And so I think like if you're able-bodied, like your, your kids have really, they've really got a set of kind of Guinness World Record for VOM for you to have to step in it. Most of the time you can step over it. Like jump over even, if, it. <laughs> even if you've got to do a run, like a run up and a jump, you're probably going to clear it, even if they've absolutely emptied their guts. But like in a wheelchair, like it's pretty hard to hop something. And so she was like, when it's in that area, it's just a nightmare for her. So I think a lot of time it's just things like that where you wouldn't necessarily think of it. One time I was uh, went to an evening service at our church and um, Jade called me and I was like, she knows I'm at work. Like, where she called me? And so I just sort of ignored it. Like, it was on silent, but it's like, and I was like, flipping neck. Then she called me again. I was like, okay, like, she was at home alone with Elijah. I think it was about six months, maybe. And I nipped out of, like, the main sanctuary. I was like, what's the matter? And she was like, when you, I can't remember why, I think I... I basically moved the wheelchair too far from the sofa <laughs> so she couldn't reach her chair. So she was laying on the sofa with Elijah, but her wheelchair was out of reach. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm so, so sad. Literally, I was only 10 minutes away, but I had to run back. And I don't even know, it's very rare it happens. I can't remember what I'd, <clears throat> I don't know if I was fixing something on it or what was happening, but like I basically, it was about two meters away from her, three meters, she just couldn't reach it. So I think... <clears throat> things like that that are just so rare for anybody else. Like, um, so I, I think I think mostly it's that. She was really unwell when we first had Elijah um, uh, and things. We weren't sure if it was a pressure sore or what it was, but top of like her leg, she was on bed rest for about a year. So that was mental, like where she was just having to lay down. So that was really challenging. And I think, <clears throat> I think a lot of it, what everyone's disability is as unique as their fingerprint and things. And so, you can't generalize too much, even for like people with the same disability, even for two paraplegics, it will look different. Sometimes you can feel at different levels and all that kind of stuff. But part of paraplegia is you're also, you've got lower energy levels, like you're, it isn't just, you can't walk. Sometimes you can't regulate your body temperature. There's a few things that come with it. And most of the time they're not, obviously what's debilitating is the spinal cord injury, not those things, but they do add extra things for you to, kind of navigate and think about and I think even the extra tiredness I think had an impact on me because you're shattered anyway like I think every single couple plays the game of like who's the most tired and things like <laughs> you sort of trying not to be competitive but at the same time you're like I was I did get up with them this morning and I, I have been at work and that's not to say that you don't work around the house <laughs> like she, she was working from home and like it's not to say having the kids isn't hard and things like um but I think like that was an added level where I think, particularly then when she was on bed rest, I think a lot of it is just having to be aware of so much more. And I'm not, I'm not very strong with admin or organisation. And I think like I've had to like learn that. Um, found out recently I've got ADHD, and I think I've gone ages without knowing that, and that's obviously one of the reasons why. And so I think like navigating all of that stuff um, is interesting. But I think. I, th I think like every situ every situation is just their situation. It's all relative, mm. isn't it? Like there'll be people who are able-bodied who find parenting even harder than us. There are people that find it much easier. People who, I think, I think people can look at us a little bit like maybe like maybe like we look at having two kids with people who have got more than two or more than three or four. And like you know, you have people have got like seven kids and they're like. I literally do not know. Uh, we struggled with one and then the step up from one to two felt like we suddenly like had a litter and things. And so you're like, this is mad. Like, oh, it's giving me hope. Yeah. So then when it goes up to like set like more than that, like, but again, it's all relative. I think once you're used to, you speak to people with six or seven kids and they're like, it's fine. I just put, 
just whack an extra few chicken nuggets in. Like, and you're like that can't be the extent of the difference between They look situation. after each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess it's true. There's enough of a gap in between. Um, how, how many kids have you guys got, by the way? I've got two. I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Okay. And uh, I've just got one, a three-year-old. But, but we're very much in the debates of a second. And that's like, even, I noticed your gap. Is it, is it a three-year gap? Yeah, almost exactly, yeah. Yeah, so my, my daughter's three and we're kind of going, oh, have we waited too long? Is it now going to be even more difficult? Like, do yeah. we want to go back to having no sleep? It's, it's, it's such a, um, I think it's pick your poison, which sounds so hopeful. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, it's true. When they're close together, you've got, they probably squabble a little bit more. Like, and I, th- I still think three years, probably three years is like the maximum, or maybe four maximum being close together. I think after that, you start feeling like there is quite a difference, maybe. Like, I think obviously when it's like, some people it's like less than a year and you're like, fair play. <laughs> I mean, even physically, like how? Yeah, physically how? I don't, think, I don't think my wife would let me touch her for about a year after she had Elijah. <laughs> But like, I think there's an element of like, even when it's like 18 months, two years or something, they are pretty close. Um, and I think like, they're more likely to argue and fight, but they do also, ours play quite a lot together sometimes. And sometimes it'll be like, how can you not go five minutes without arguing? And other times it's like, are the kids okay? Because I think they've just been playing for like two hours and you go through and they're like being so sweet. And you're like, this is amazing. And so I th- I've got... My, my, my brother's two and a half years younger and then I've got a sister who's seven years younger and Jade's got a sister who's nine years younger. So in terms of like the big gaps, I've kind of got a small and a big. And it's just different. Like I think mm. to some degree, you know better what you're doing. And I think if there is a big gap, you don't have the same seven-year-old, nine-year-old, they can almost crack on. Like you've almost finished with them by then, haven't you? <laughs> you've almost done your job. Why are you still living here? <laughs> but like they can crack on. There is an element like... By the time Jade was like 13, 14, her sister's five, she could babysit and stuff. And so you've got yeah. that element when there's a bigger gap. But there is that kind of pressing the reset button. And suddenly, like, I think you do forget. But also, I don't know how I don't know how you found it um, with the two close together, but the first we'd nap. When you have the first one, you nap when they nap, especially when you're on paternity leave or whatever, if you're not working as well. But like when you've got two or three years apart and the two or three year old is around, like you get the baby down and you're trying to keep them quiet, but also you can't nap when the yeah. other one, when the baby naps, cause they're then awake. So swings and roundabouts, I think like we quite oh, like the gap, but yeah. Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> it was carnage. Yeah. It was absolute chaos. But you, like you said, we, we just have these moments of they're just so wonderful together. Yeah. But then also it's like, toys break because they are both so determined to not let go yeah and it just breaks in the middle <laughs> yeah it's like uh it's like right you've got half each now like, yeah it's like a yeah. story it's like solomon or whatever is in the bible he's like chopping the baby in half of the women <laughs> it's like i'll just wheel that out as a youth pastor like let me tell you a story about why this isn't a good idea <laughs> That's a really good little segue. So, so I, I'm a I'm a pastor at the moment as well. Um, one of the things that I've got like in my head at the moment is I really don't want to like indoctrinate my children or my daughter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just like this is what I believe. So you that is all that you must know. Yeah. Obviously, faith is a big part of my life, and but mm-hmm. by your stories, that it's a big part of yours. How do you navigate like faith and parenting? Does it impact a lot? Do you think about it a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> it's a question I'm asked quite a lot on social media as well, like particularly if I do like a live. Um, so every now and then I do a TikTok live and people are like, uh, what would you do if your kids grew up and they didn't want to be a Christian? Um, I'm like, I'll never speak to them again. Next question. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's some? <laughs> so it's, it's interesting that people, that the way I kind of, like I think we, we'll do a few things. Like, So they go to church, with, obviously with us, um, not supposed to leave them on their own apparently um and so like they'll come along with us uh and people ask as well like what if they don't want to come at a certain age when you could leave them on their own um and i think we're we're still working that out like i think it it depends why depends what they're up to um depends how young as well like i don't know how long they'll be living with us on the one hand i'm like 
if you're under my roof, it's my rules kind of logic. But you're like, if they're 29 or you know, stay, <laughs> still at home, you kind of feel like, yes, you are coming to church, young man, or you're out. Like, and so I think, um, I think for us, we'll talk. Elijah really loves just watching like Veggie Tales, which is like a YouTube oh, well, classic. It's, it's pre YouTube, but like classic. Like um, anyone listening to this who's not a Christian, um, it's, it's quite, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's quite weird. It's basically it's talking fruit and vegetables that tell Bible stories um, because the Bible's not weird enough. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, it's really good to be fair. There's like funny songs in it and stuff. And um, uh, it's, it's, it's really good. And he loves that. And he loves watching. There's a few churches that have done some really good like kids Bible stories. Uh, and every now and then we actually like get a book out and read with it. <laughs> but like, it's just so easy. And he, he, he really enjoys it. He's, Arily, our four-year-old, less so, so far. We tend to do it with him right before bed and he goes to bed a little bit later. So we'll read a story with her. Um, and we have got like, a Bible story book that we'll do with her sometimes, but depends what she requests. We'll try and sort of lead it that way. I just feel like there's more life lessons in that than like a Peppa Pig sound effects book <laughs> that I'm so close to taking the batteries out of or burning. But like... <laughs> I think we'll do story time or like Bibles with them in the evening. Um, and we, we end the day with Elijah and sometimes with Arely as well. Soon it will be with her too. With one, let's talk about our day. So we always do one good thing, one bad thing, and then we pray about something. Um, and that's been quite a nice way of like, I don't know how you guys find it. Um, obviously with yours being a little bit younger, um, yeah, especially like two, three, obviously they're talking, but they're probably not being like, here's a blow by blow account of my day. Like, uh, I mean, my seven year old doesn't even want to do that sometimes, but you ask them after school or nursery and they're like, yeah, it's fine. But then right before bed, they're like, let me tell you oh, everything yeah. that I've ever done. All <clears throat> comes out. And so that's why, that's one of the reasons why initially we made it one good thing, one bad thing to try and get something out of them. Uh, anything and now it's one good thing one bad thing so we try and stick to only one so he's not like going to bed at like midnight and so but that, that's been a really nice way of doing it and I think it also helps us and we obviously we're not too vulnerable with them but like I think leading by example with stuff like I think it's good for kids to know that we're not perfect good for us to every now and then we'll say sorry um like in our prayers also to their face if it's them we've wronged not just passively aggressively <laughs> through the lord <laughs> and also jesus i'm really sorry for shouting at elijah <laughs> but like i think so we will do that we'll but also asking god for things like thanking god and think trying to sort of model mm. um i guess faith on, on some level but it's not i think like almost every christian i know like i think before i was a christian I don't know how I imagined Christian families. I was about 17, 18, I think I said, when I became a Christian, I just thought church would be really boring and weird. And most people would be at least 85 and <laughs> probably not smell very nice. Um, like I just, I think I've been to church and had a lot of coffee breath in my face and things like when I've been part of like C of E schools and stuff. Um, and then I went to church and I was like, most of these people are really nice. They're, they're a bit like me, but a lot nicer than I am. <laughs> And like, they seem a lot more happy and chilled and peaceful. Um, and so it was one of the reasons like, I stuck around, I think, because I was like, I feel like they've got something that I quite admire and would love to be a bit more like. But I think like my perception of maybe Christian families was that, I don't know, it'd be like Little House on the Prairie or every prayer time you'd all like hold hands and sorry, every like meal time you'd hold hands and pray uh, and things and like, we, we do pray, we don't pray before every meal, um, pro probably be nice to, but we should sort of save that. We pretend we do when guests are around <laughs> and that kind of thing. When it's Christian guests, should say someone want to say grace? <laughs> and then every other time we're like, are you going to eat your food? Shut up. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, I think uh, basically what I'm trying to say is I think we're just very normal, but we like... I just believe that God is real. And therefore, when people ask me, what, what would you be sad if your kids weren't Christians? I would be, mm. but not in the same way I'm a Spurs fan, not in the same way I would be if Elijah didn't support Tottenham, because that's an opinion um, and it's not fundamental reality. Like every football fan sings like that their team is by far the greatest team the world has ever seen <laughs> and things. And like, it's, but that's not true for every club. Like, 
and it couldn't be, whereas there either is especially a God. Especially Spurs. Yeah, especially Spurs, yeah, exactly. But one anything for us a long, long time. But like with God, I think like either he is real or he's not, and I believe like passionately he is. And so it's not a kind of opinion thing where it's like, what if your son grows up and he's an Arsenal fan? Actually, that, that would be nearly as bad as him not being a Christian if he supported Arsenal. But if he, was a, if he didn't support Spurs, but it was a different club, well, fine. But if he wasn't a Christian, it's still his choice. But for me... I'm trying to raise them in accordance with what I believe reality is. And I just believe it's true that there's a God. Mm. And so whilst I'm humble enough to know that I might be wrong about that, and I'm sure even if I'm right about it, there's some things that I believe about my faith that I've not quite understood properly. <clears throat> I haven't got the perfect picture. I would be really sad for any of my kids to step out of what I perceive to be reality. And that's, that's what mm. I feel if he wasn't a Christian or if she wasn't a Christian. And so I think, one of the big things we do in our family is like try and I can't remember who I heard talking about it, but like why is so much more important than what, um, like why you believe and knowing why you believe what you believe. Cause like, and I think that's what we want to, I think that's true for anyone listening to this, by the way, like regardless of whether it's your faith or whether it's just your morals or what it is, if you tell your kids what to believe and when they ask why you just say, because we do, well, that's how we do things around here. That could be who you support as a team. That could be veganism. That could be anything like that. <clears throat> when they're then questioned about it in the future, they'll have no idea how to respond. Mm. So mm. my dad did it or my mum did it. Whereas if you tell them why you believe what you believe, I just think it's more persuasive and it equips them better for life. Um, and it also means they'll properly know why they don't believe it if they grow up not to believe it as well. Like, and I think that's where I would get to with that um why don't you believe uh, and let's let's have a chat about it and things and uh yeah i would never ask them why they changed from spurs uh, i just assume they were, <laughs> i just assume they were delirious <laughs> oh, just want to win something <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on poster coglu <laughs> <laughs> why'd you not support by munich well <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's that's brilliant now we've we've had our fair like share of kind of all right it's time to say prayers now you pray no i don't want to yeah and then it's like come on it's good to pray and it's i don't want to force them to pray yeah but also getting into that habit of of praying and being thankful and mm. um, that's that's one for me you know just the just being thankful for everything that we have and Definitely. you know our family and stuff is is really mm. important to get into that habit but i also don't want to be like you pray now sort yeah. of thing <laughs> like, <laughs> So yeah, it's a, it's a tricky balance. I'll always remember, um, oh, it's Penn and Teller, you know, the, the magicians. Yeah. Um, I think it's Penn, the one that speaks. Mm. Um, he was saying once, you know, how much, if you're a Christian and you believe that reality that you were talking about mm. and you don't tell someone about it, yeah, how much do you dislike that person? Yeah, yeah. If you truly believe that there's a God and there's a heaven, how much do you dislike that person not to tell them about it? Yeah. And I just think, you know, for me, like like you said, I believe that's the truth. Yeah. And I want my kids to know that truth mm. and, you know, everyone else. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's that thing, isn't it? You don't want to preach at your kids, but also you want to teach them what you believe is truth. Definitely. And I think, like, I think it's, it is exactly that. It's so hard to, like, I think that's true of anything. Like, when do you put your foot down and when do you, like, lovingly, like, <laughs> challenge? And when do you... <laughs> When you just out and out bribe, like okay. you, we call it like reward, but it's like, I will give you this chocolate if you do this thing. It's like, it's literally bribery. And I think it is really hard with that. Um, and like, yeah, our, our kids haven't, I think my daughter's more likely to be like, no. Um, she, she does a thing when we pray with her, she's like, can you pray with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. But then I don't know what she's going to say. So we're both like, do, it's like, she wants me to say it at the same time. I think she's trying to copy and learn. <laughs> And I'm like, dear Jesus, dear Jesus. She's like, just behind me and everything. Like, can we go? Can, and I'm, or she'll say something. And I'm like, can, can we go? Just, not school. And I'm like, okay, well, I, don't, I don't know what you're going to say. Like, um, but yeah, it's funny. I had, um, <clears throat> when I was an intern, actually, amazing moment when I was helping um, with the creche. I think he would have been four at the time, my godson. Um, 
he was like top end of like crash just before he went off into like the older kids group and uh, they went round and did a prayer thing and uh, they were like does anyone want to pray today and his hand was like straight up and he was always like quite good um pastor's son as well so he kind of like knew his stuff but he was also like cheeky and he went at one point he went dear jesus thank you for making me and all like the teachers were like oh and then he went thank you for making me a robot <laughs> And like we all laughed. It's one of those it's like when they say funny things in prayer as well, like that. And you're like, Yeah. You don't you don't want to be irreverent. Do you know what I mean? You don't want it to be like, well, we just we just mess around you in prayer the whole time. Like we never like prayer becomes like stand up and like God's like, sorry, sorry, what's going on? <laughs> but you also like know that with any relationship that like you want to have fun as well. And so like I think that's the balance I find a bit difficult. The same with church. But how, how are your how are your kids at church like, and how is your churches? Because we try and I think we do it really well, but trying to have that balance of like <clears throat> their kids, so they're going to be mad at times, yet at the same time, not 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 at all that it's like shh, like I'm trying to listen. But there are times when like, do you mean there's some deep stuff? Like you're praying for a family that are like they've gone through something really tough. Someone's not very well or whatever, and it is an emotional moment. And you've got kids like, Meow, or whatever. And it's like, you're trying to, like, how do you guys find that? Oh, well, you are, well, you're the pastor. Oh, this is so <laughs> difficult. Cause like when, uh, when me and my wife were married, or we, we are married now, <laughs> before we have a daughter, we were in quite a big church. And like, we had, they had loads of teams for kids and like that loads of different kids work and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I imagine in that environment, it's, it's, it's easier. Yeah. Like it's already quite noisy. Um, we moved like to Sheffield just as my daughter was born. Mm. Um, and then I was leading a really small church. There was literally like 25 people in the church. Yeah. And my daughter was literally the youngest one by far. Yeah. Um, and like it was fine because she could make noise and everyone thought it was cute. But mm. as it kind of grew, it was like a bit distracting of like, I'm, mm. I'm trying to work. <laughs> yeah. But so the kids work was at one point just my daughter yeah sure um, but it's again it's she she loves she loves church like so literally yesterday she loves going she loves the routine of it mm. um she loves singing the songs and all that sort of stuff and like learning yeah. to pray she, she genuinely does love it but it's because i'm in charge it's easier to go actually we can just deal with noisy kids it's fine yeah. um I, yeah. I imagine it's awkward when you're not and you can't make that decision yeah no it's not it's not that easy <laughs> yeah i think it's I think it's hard for church leaders as well to like get that balance because not everyone has kids not everyone likes kids and things like you want to be a family at church but at the same time like if you can't hear anything like some like there are times where when when we first moved we didn't have there we didn't have the leaders for like a crash so we moved up to be part of a church plant in Blackburn and I was the youth pastor there and it was great but we were trying to like get the leaders and so it got to a stage where like being in the service was like quite hard because it was like being at home with my daughter but there was nothing to entertain <laughs> things and so it's trying to get that balance, isn't it I think like um, like being at home but without any of the things you used to entertain yeah exactly like and loads of people watching you <laughs> yeah yeah and the less kids there are as well as you were sharing then like you can't even blame it's like you're the only one potty training of course that's my kids poo on the floor <laughs> it's not odd when i thought that was her no she never does anything like that <laughs> it's like definitely hers <laughs> oh, amazing. oh brilliant john thank you so much for for coming on pleasure and Thanks, sharing man. some brilliant stories oh, with no, us. i really loved it how can um, how can people follow you and how can people find you and all that kind of stuff Yes, I'm um, John E.J. Reynolds, I think on most platforms. So E.J., the letters um, in between uh, John Reynolds uh, on, I think if you go on my Instagram, there's like my links. So if you go on my Instagram and in my bio, there's like a link tree thing to all the links. But I think I'm that on pretty much any, everything. Um, so yeah, if you if you search for that and you want to like watch some of our stuff, then yeah, it'd be amazing. Smashing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.